And there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Empathy is caring. It is loving. It is present. It is holding. It is participating. But sympathy is something else. It is feeling sorry for. It is wanting to take control of or take charge of or to take away something from someone so they don't have to suffer or whatever you might call sympathy. And I have found for myself as I have walked through this lifetime that I can move into my meditation and compassion and get caught up in sympathy. I can move into my daily life in compassion and get caught up in sympathy. And that sympathy can be for within myself and my own situation and my own life problems or within others. And I have found over the last few months that I am very aware now of this subtle energy. This subtle energy that leads me into a place from compassion and empathy and holding and caring and participating with the soul in its journey into one of sympathy. And I found the limitation that sympathy holds in comparison to the opportunity and the openness and the vulnerability that compassion and empathy hold. So the last few months I've been paying attention to both this inner and outer dynamic of this movement that has been taking place inside of me. And one place that I have found in my meditation that if I do not pay attention, and I'm paying more attention now, that there is a part of me, this little child in me, that will go into feeling sorry for itself. Poor little me. And it surprises me every time it comes up because I think, okay, well, I've handled that. Have you ever thought that in your life? Oh, thank God that's over with now. I'll never have to do that again. And six months later, it's right in your face. It's another part of it. It's not the exact same thing, but it's another part of that same energy just right in your face. You're going, what? I thought I was done with this lesson. Why do I have to do this again? Well, I'm learning in this observation of this subtle energy that distracts me that there is layer upon layer, level upon layer, level of learning within a lesson to be had, to be experienced. And as I pay attention, I learn. But when I do not, I get caught up and get caught up in the world once again, caught, caught up in my lesser self once again, and the body, the imagination, the emotions of the mind began to take control and to take charge. And that little subtle voice inside of me, that little child, then begins to cry out inside, Somebody take care of this. Somebody do this for me. Somebody take this away from me. 
And it's so interesting because that same voice that I hear inside of myself is the voice that I hear in the world coming from the souls in the world that I am, am, am encountering and that I feel compassion and caring moving in me and through me to others. That dynamic of God's loving wanting to assist the soul back into its own truth, back into its own knowing of itself as a child of God, back into living that loving and letting go of the illusion And just as I can get caught up in that subtle voice inside of myself that distracts me and pulls me away, so I can get caught up in that still, quiet, gentle voice that is crying out in others. And I've realized what that voice is. When I say it's the voice of a child crying out, it's the child of God in each of us that feels trapped here, that feels caught here. It's the child of God. At first, I thought it was the child of the world calling out. And I didn't want to feed that. I didn't want to give attention to that. So I would pull away. I would not go towards it because I thought it was going to catch me and pull me away. But now I found something different. We as soul, while we are in a physical body, we feel separated. We feel separated from the truth of who we are as soul, and we feel separated from that which created our soul. And in us, there is a longing. There is a longing to know the truth of who am I? Who am I really? And we are longing for that which created us, our parent, to reach out and give us a hug and to say, I love you, and to say, you're doing okay, and just keep moving forward. And we are longing to know where did I come from and how do I get back there? But the mind and all the elements of this creation have created a buffer, a barrier inside of us that doesn't allow us to remember the truth of who we are and doesn't allow us to remember our true home. And it is the child of God that I am hearing ever calling out in pain, in separation, in longing for loving. And so the last few months now, I've been approaching this very differently than I've ever done before, both within myself and in the world out here. And it's been a very interesting dynamic. And it's one in which I am learning what it is to be, in a sense, a good parent. Before, that part of me that lived in compassion 
and caring and loving of myself and with others and wanted to assist souls in waking up into the truth of who they are as soul, as a child of God. Also wanted to nurture and take care of that voice that was longing, that was sad, that was empty, that needed loving, that needed to be taken care of, that needed direction. And so I did what I could in response to that as well. In my sharings, I have shared and given direction and understanding and some clarity of the spiritual journey and of who we are as soul. But in the daily life, I've also done things that I could do to assist people directly or maybe somewhat indirectly, either in assisting them if they needed funding, assisting them by giving counsel, assisting them in an outer form, in an outer action. And sometimes that has really proven, proven very beneficial. And the person has taken the information or taken the funding and used it to their growth and to their awakening, both on the outer but also on the inner. But then there have been others who didn't take that step inside to begin to wake up to the truth inside themselves. And so those gifts that were given were just, in a sense, dropped to the ground or abused in some way. And I have realized now that for me in this world and in this action of service, in this action of compassion and caring and doing, it's really for me to hold for you inside, to hold inside the truth of who you are. The very first thing I was given when I was 12 years old when I knew this journey laid before me, I saw it so clearly in one day experience. And the one thing that took place that day was I was told, all you have to do, all you are to do is to see God dwelling in them as you see God dwelling in yourself. And only hold that of them inside of you. Do not see their personality. Do not see their imperfection. Do not see their problems, their challenges, their complaints, their arguments. Only see the truth of who they are. And hold that for them. That they might find it for themselves. Be a living reflection back to them of their perfection. Do not be like the world, a reflection of who they are in the world, but be in this world a reflection of who they are in spirit. 
that they might let go of the imperfect and take hold of the perfect once again. And that has been my motivation since I was 12 years old. And I've done a pretty good job of it, but there are times when I do get caught up in this dynamic and I can lose sight of that and try to assist a situation in the world. But what I have found is that when I do that, I'm dealing with the imperfection. I'm trying to assist the imperfection and I'm not holding to the perfection for them as I could. And so more and more over these last few months, I have been doing what I can to ever choose back into the perfection, back into the loving, back into that voice that spoke to me at the age of 12, giving me direction as to what my purpose in this world was, what it is that I am to do. And it's been both freeing and challenging at the same time. It's freeing because it's a lot easier just to hold to the loving and hold the image of who you are as soul because there's nothing I have to do but look here inside of each of you and there it is. The soul is perfect. It is always perfect. God made the soul in his own image. Divine light and loving and sound. That's who we are. And that will never change. That which you are, soul, that child of God, was created as perfection, dwells in perfection, and will ever be perfect. And all I have to do is look inside and know that within myself, and then that which is true in me sees that which is true in you automatically. It's just automatic. And then I live in joy. Then I live in the loving. And then I also live in peace because I know who you are and I know you never left that perfection. And I know all I'm here to do is to reflect back to you the truth of who you are, remind you of who you are as perfection, as soul, and give you maybe some direction as to how to begin to awaken inside to yourself that truth, that knowing, and to be able to live that more in your daily life. But it's interesting because I also know that when I do not choose to do that, and I get caught up and move out of empathy and into sympathy with someone, that I began to play a different game, a game within myself and on myself and a game with those that I get caught up with. And then I don't do you good. I don't do you harm necessarily, but I don't really do you good because I can undermine your process of your growth. So more and more I'm beginning to find what it is in a sense to be the good parent and to allow myself to stand in the knowing of who I know you to be and to hold that for you, 
but also to allow you to have your experience on this journey of life. To make choices and to learn from those choices. To make changes and see if those changes bring you closer to what it is you want in your life. Or take you away from what you don't want in your life. But to allow you the freedom of your experience and not to take away the lesson. And there has been a part of me in the past that has done just that, tried to take the lesson away, take the pain away. Because that part that is compassionate does not want to see one soul hurting, one soul in pain, one soul feeling in separation and the agony of that. But one thing I have discovered is we've created our heaven or our hell. We've created it ourselves. And we are responsible for that creation. And the soul only learns of its perfection by going into its own creation and recreating and recreating and making changes and making choices and and doing and being in action and not reaction until finally it learns the truth of its own nature of loving and of creativity and the power of loving as a creator and of loving your creation and then through that loving, changing what it does not work for you and changing it into what does. And so all of a sudden now, I may look a little less compassionate to those in the world because I'm not reaching out so much. I'm not trying to assist so much. I'm not trying to lift you up so much out of your agony. But I know one thing. I can do you more good by holding that divine knowing of the truth of who you are as soul inside of me and sharing it with you as best I can. Then I can doing things in the outer world for you, with you. It all begins inside and it all ends inside. Brian said it so well. The way out is the way in. It all begins inside. It all began inside the moment the soul came into this physical creation, high up in the etheric unconscious and entered into the mind. And it's at that point that it began to be an outer journey. But I know that it's all just a great dream. You fell asleep and you have forgotten the truth of who you are as soul. And you've begun to believe and continue to believe the great dream that you have fallen into. 
and you just keep chasing after the dream. And it is for myself and for Brian to hold above all of that where you fell into the dream and not talk to you, the mind, and the body so much as talk to your soul. Talk to your soul in meditation and talk to your soul in the world. And keep reminding you, you are a child of God. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. You are a divine spark of the truth of who you are as soul. Wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep. And how do you wake up? You sit down and you go to sleep. But instead of going to sleep, you meditate. You meditate and you let yourself rise above the illusion of this world. You let yourself rise above the dream that you were caught up in. And you do that by staying awake in your meditation. And in that you wake up above the dream and back into the truth of who you are. If you find yourself going to sleep in meditation, all you're doing is going back into the illusion and allowing yourself to continue dreaming the dream. Now there are things that take place in that where the soul can still begin to break itself free of certain karmic dynamics, but you are not waking up fully. And I and Brian want you to wake up fully into the divine knowing. If you are falling asleep, you are allowing your consciousness to drop from here at the seat of the soul and back down to that next chakra center in the throat and you go into the unconscious and you go into the dream once again. Lift yourself back up. If you find yourself waking up in meditation from sleep, just bring your attention back up here. Or if you get caught up in the mind and go off somewhere, bring yourself back here to the seat of the soul. Chant the name of God. Chant the hue. Chant the anti-hue. Bring your awake full self here and look up and just share your loving with God. And believe me, God wants nothing more than for you to wake up and know who you are as soul and come home. Come home. The moment the soul left the realm of spirit and soul and got caught up in the etheric and the mind and the illusion of this creation of the physical, God has been calling the soul home. But we have just gotten so caught up in the illusion we can't hear it anymore. We can't see it anymore. We don't remember anymore. That's why God sends spiritual teachers into this world. Those that still remember, those that know, can remind you. You that may have forgotten, the teacher can help remember. Once again, the truth of who you are. And teachers have been upon the planet ever since the soul of a conscious mind has been present on the planet to help them to remember what they have forgotten.
So the key is, is to just go in and ask God to help you remember. Help you to remember, who am I? Where did I come from, really? And where am I going? Those are the three questions I was first given as a child, inwardly. And they said, if you find the true answers to those three questions, you will know what you came into this world for. That's what meditation is about. Who am I? Am I the body? Am I the mind? Am I the ego? Who am I? And to wake up into the truth of who I am, the soul. Where did I come from? Well, I don't know. All of a sudden, one day I just woke up in this physical body and started living a life here, and I don't know really where I came from. I know where people say I came from, but I don't know it. And it's only by the knowing that we are fulfilled. It's got to be our own personal experience. It's not knowledge. It's not somebody telling us. It's us knowing through our own experience. Then we are free. So the second statement of where did I come from is a journey. Wake up and know who you are and then let that which you are as soul begin the journey to go back and find where did I come from and where am I going? And you're going to find that those two questions have the same answer. The soul. Where did I come from, this divine spark that's caught up in this world? You came from the soul of who you are as the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. And where are you going? You're going to go back to the soul from which you came. And come into union with that once again. Join together as one once again. And never leave there again. And that's all a process of awakening. Becoming conscious above that which is of this world and becoming conscious and awake and aware here first at the seat of the soul and then in the soul realm itself and in the soul of who you are as a child of God. So it's interesting. My journey never ends. I'm ever learning and growing about myself, about how to live this into the world better, and about you. And I know one thing. You are a child of God. Each of you are. And as I always say, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to know you never left the heart of God. You've just been living this great dream. And I just want to see you wake up. I want to be there and watch you wake up. And it won't be with me in the bedroom or the living room where you're meditating, watching you every day till you do it. But I get to watch you inside in meditation every day while you do it. Brian and I are there through the Holy Spirit with you to assist you in this journey of awakening. And I know now all I am to do 
is to sit in my meditation and ever be saying, wake up, wake up, to myself and to everyone. And that's what I'm doing. I just sit there in the essence of the Holy Spirit, and my voice rides on that sound and that light of the Holy Spirit out to all the initiates, just reminding you as I do here, wake up. Wake up. If you're in meditation, wake up. If you're in your daily life, wake up. What are you doing? Why are you doing? Is this action? Is this reaction? Who are you? Who are you? Are you a child of God or are you the mind right now? Wake up and know who you are. Wake up and know where you came from. Wake up and know where you're going. So my life is getting simpler. And my actions in that are getting simpler. And this pathway because of that is going to get simpler for all of us. We're not going to be caught up in doing things in the world. We're not going to be presenting classes that have to do with the world. About the mind or the ego or the emotions or the body. We are here to assist you in one thing and one thing only. And that is a spiritual action of loving. And that's very simple. The soul is very simple. Loving is very simple. Who you are is very simple. And the one thing that I know that Brian and I were told when we first were told to begin initiating is to keep this pathway simple and elegant. And true elegance is simplicity in its truest, finest nature. And so that is a new intention that I have set inside myself to just keep choosing into that simplicity within myself and for myself and for ILM and for the initiates and for those souls that are journeying home to God to keep it simple. So do that in your meditation. Keep it simple. And when anything comes in to try to complicate it, Thank you, but no thanks. I'm keeping this simple. And when the world tries to complicate it, and it is trying to complicate it, I don't know if you've noticed lately, choose into the simplicity. Choose back into your centeredness of loving and then move with your loving and move from your loving and move in your loving into whatever that is for you to do to take care of for your life for your existence, for your soul's journey. And don't believe the illusion. Don't get caught up in the illusion. The illusion will yell. The illusion will lie. The illusion will create whatever it can to pull you out of your center, to move out of your loving and your compassion and your caring and into feeling sorry. Sorry for others and sorry for yourself. That's how it has ever caused the soul to live in separation. That is how it has ever gotten the soul to forget the truth of what and who it is and where it came from and where it's going. 
and it is ever calling on everyone right now, initiate and non-initiate, to still get caught up. And it is for the initiate to learn how not to get caught up in that voice in the outer world, calling to it. But to let go of that voice out in the world and to listen only to that still small voice within, that sound current of the Holy Spirit that is ever calling the soul home. Come home, come home, come home. Simple, a simple statement. And in that statement is loving, pure, pure loving of God, the creator of you, calling you home in loving. Follow the loving and you will go home. Follow the loving and you will wake up. Follow the loving and you will know the truth of who you are as soul. Follow the loving and you will be living the loving that you are as that living, loving essence. And then you will really know that voice out there in the world, that voice of the mind in you of the world is not loving. It is illusion. It is untrue. It doesn't even really exist except by the power which we give it. So take your power back from the world and from the illusion that you have given away and put it back with yourself. And the easiest way to do that is to sit in daily meditation and hold the power of the name that was given to you at initiation. And the power of that name will reclaim all the power that you've given to others and you've given to the world. And it will reclaim it. And you will live in the power and the truth of who you are, which is loving. That's how it's done. That's why we meditate. That's the action of the soul's liberation. You have to do the work. And that work is loving. That work is meditation. That work is waking up. If I could do it for you, and believe me, I've tried, I've prayed, I've begged, I would do it. But I know now more than ever before, I can't do it for you, but I can do it with you, but I can't do it for you. And that's something I have learned. And I hope that you begin to see that even more and more demonstrated and lived in the days, the weeks, the months, the years ahead as we walk this journey together. And believe me, there's years to come. <laughs> as much as I myself would love to say, Okay, Lord, I've done my part. Can I go now and take my last breath and move on? God goes, nope, nope, you've got a few more breaths to take. Stay there. I'll call you when I'm ready for you. And that's how it works. We just keep taking the next breath, the next step, the next action. But we do it in loving. 
That's the key here. And what fun. So thank you. That was fun. I like that one. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next Sunday, if not before. <laughs>